0: And welcome back to another Late AF episode of Off The Dome Podcast. Happy Monday, guys. I hope you're doing well. Let me just say this before anybody starts coming for me in the comments on my Instagram page. I had every intention of filming this podcast or recording this podcast Friday and Saturday of this past week. But what had happened was, what did I do on Friday? I went to work. And when I got off, I did nothing but binge watch my favorite show. So yeah, I didn't really do much, but I guess I was just like, you know what? Let me just do me. (laughs) Let me just do me and enjoy my time binge watching my show and we'll start fresh on Saturday. Well then Saturday it didn't happen because on Saturday I took my mom to brunch at this place called Sticks and Stones It was really good we had big red barbacoa tacos and they were fire so we did that and then we went shoe shopping and then after that I went shopping by myself I was in Target for two hours but I got a lot of cute stuff because newsflash if you guys didn't know Target and a lot of other stores are having like these blowout clearance sales because I guess they have more stock then they have people actually buying it. So they have more product than they can sell at the moment, I guess. So they are literally putting stuff on clearance. Like the clearance section in Target, I don't even usually go through that, but there were things on clearance that were actually cheaper than the price that it was marked. So yeah, if you guys shop at Target, even if you don't shop at Target, I mean, I got stuff for like seven, eight, nine dollars and then you know just my regular everyday stuff that I need to get and you know what I was really freaking out because you guys know that there's a shortage of pretty much everything and I heard that there was a shortage of feminine hygiene products so I was like let me come up in here and see if I can get my tampons because the last time I went to target I couldn't get the tampons I needed and I use the the L brand tampons I used to support the honeypot but the only thing is The Honey Pot, like I need super tampons, like super or super plus tampons. The Honey Pot does sell super tampons, but you only get 18 in a pack and they're almost $8. And 18 in a pack, I mean, that wouldn't last me my entire period. I feel like I at least need 30 tampons for my entire period, more or less. Maybe I need less than that, but a box of 18 is really like, that's really pushing it because that's really not giving me anything. So... I always get the L brand. I really like them. They're kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever tried You Buy Kotex. Those really sleek tampons. Like those are the type of tampons that I like. They get up there easy and it's good to go and you're fine. I don't think this is TMI because I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast are women. And if you're not, then you should know what type of hygiene products to buy your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend, I don't know you men need to know what feminine hygiene products are and where to buy them. So you're welcome in case you were wondering, but I went in there and they did have the the size that I needed. So I went ahead and grabbed a box. But then when I was leaving, I was like, dang, I actually should have doubled up on, you know, the feminine hygiene, just in the event that I can't get them next time. I'm just hoping that that's not the case. And then the other thing with the feminine hygiene, Literally a couple of weeks ago, Twitter was up in arms because apparently the Honey Pot, which is a black owned brand, changed their ingredient list or changed, like before the bottle used to say like certified organic, you could pretty much read all of the ingredients on the list. Most of them were like just natural household products that you have, like maybe apple cider vinegar, vinegar, you know, stuff like that coconut oil, whatever the case may be. I don't even know what the original ingredient list really said, because I started using the honey pot like over two years ago. So I had just been buying it and it's been working for me and I like it. And I like that I'm supporting a black owned business. Well, Twitter went up in arms, black Twitter, of course, because they're like, we supported you. And then you didn't win and change the ingredient list and didn't tell us and see, I, didn't want to just jump on the bandwagon I wanted to do my own research to see like what the heck was going on because it's like obviously I've been using this stuff for the last two years so if the ingredients have changed then maybe I need to stop using it well I didn't really do my research and I've just gotten so accustomed to using the feminine wash and I think I put this on like the products honorable mention list when we used to do product of the week And I also use the wipes because I just feel fresh and clean during that time of the month and I think that is very important. I went ahead and just re-upped on the feminine wash and I get the sensitive one because I just figured that area is sensitive so get the sensitive one. So I've been using the sensitive one, I re-upped on that and then I re-upped on the wipes. Now what I will say without having done any research on my own of what actually changed on the ingredients or if maybe, They just changed the packaging. I don't know, but what I will say is that now the feminine wash has like a a tingling sensation and the wipes do not, for me. That's just for me. Like before, the feminine wash was literally like you were just putting foamy water up there and you couldn't tell, like there was no tingling sensation for me, but I felt fresh and it was fine. Everything was good. When I used to use the wipes, the wipes kind of had like a tingling sensation. Nothing crazy, but you guys know that if you've ever heard anything about the Honey Pop pads, then you know that those pads apparently be having your girls tingling down there. So I've never purchased the pads. I'm not a pad kind of gal anyways. Yeah, so it's like the products flip-flop. The Honey Pop products are already expensive. That's $16 worth of stuff, so I'ma just use it until it's gone and then maybe i'll then decide to do my research on it or maybe i'll switch to a different line because now they have like three or four different body washes now um or feminine washes so there are other options they have a like a larger collection which is cool so yeah definitely don't just jump on the bandwagon with everybody else i would highly recommend you doing your research and don't be like me and not do your research but just to let you guys know just to give you the tea on what i think actually changed with the products like i said i don't know the science behind it and i don't know what actually changed because i don't have an old bottle to compare it to i'm sure i could just google what the old bottles ingredient list actually said but like i said it is what it is i feel like it should be fine because it's not like you put feminine wash in your vagina You're supposed to go around your labia area. You know what I mean? Like it's not supposed to go up there. It's supposed to go around the area. So I feel like that should be fine anyways because it's not actually going up there. So I feel like it should be fine. But anyways, that's a little update for you guys. I'm trying to think of what else we need to discuss before I jump into this story time. Let's see. Okay, for one, we gotta talk about Drake's album. We got to talk about my homie's album. Honestly, never mind. It dropped on last Friday, which was what, the 17th? And I was living under a rock because I don't follow any celebrities really on Instagram. So if I don't just stumble upon something or hear from word of mouth, I usually don't know when celebrities are gonna drop their albums. But I just so happened to be scrolling on Instagram Thursday night and Champagne Poppy came up in my mentions and he showed that he was releasing honestly, nevermind. So I was like, okay, that's great news. Like I'm excited because Drake is one of my favorite artists of all time, hands down one of my favorite artists. So I was super excited Friday morning to press play. Now let me just tell y'all my initial thoughts. I listened to the whole album. I did not skip anything because it's only 53 minutes at that, which I was shocked. So I just let it play while I was working and I was kind of like, Hmm, this is not really giving what I thought it was going to give. Like I had no, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but I was hoping for some bangers. You know what I mean? Like I was hoping for some bangers. Usually on a Drake album, you're going to get some songs that'll have you in your feelings thinking about your ex. You'll get some songs that you can shake your ass and twerk to at the club. And then you are gonna get some songs where it's just straight fire, like just straight, like a cipher, like, like back to back. Like, you know what I mean? Like just straight spitting the game. And literally that album is nothing of a sort like his previous album. So I will say if you don't want to listen to the whole album, I would say, listen to the whole album. I'll say that it has grown on me. I've listened to it pretty much every day since it released and it has for sure grown on me. But I will say my favorite songs are A Keeper, Liability, Jimmy Cooks, and Tex Go Green. Those are my top four songs. And the funny thing is, The Jimmy Cook song, which is the last song on the album, that's like the only like crunk song there is. Like that's the only song that's like kind of lit. Everything else is kind of like in between. It's kind of chill. His album just reminds me of something that you would listen to on a long Sunday drive. That's kind of the vibes it's giving. Me and my best friend were talking about it earlier and she was saying that it's giving passion fruit vibes I will say that I agree with that. So I don't think it's his best work. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. And when I was talking to my brother about it, he said it was trash, and I figured he was gonna say that because he didn't even like Certified Lover Boy either. And I will be honest with you, I only liked a few songs from Certified Lover Boy. So I don't know, Drake kinda been tripping on these last these last two albums, like because he did his thing on Scorpion like he did his thing on Scorpion, he did his thing on More Life and he did his thing on every other album that that he has. So, I don't know what's going on with my man's. I don't know what's going on with my man's. Some people have said maybe it's because he has Adonis now. <laughs> I don't know when people have churn that they start they they music starts changing. I don't know, but because I love Drake so much, I'm going to keep listening to the album and if he is going on tour soon, I will try to be there because uh yeah. He's my favorite. So he's somebody that I'm gonna give him a chance, even if I don't really care for his, like Like, I didn't care for the album when I first heard it, but I'm gonna keep listening to it until I love it. That's basically where I'm at on that. So that's the update on Mr. Drake. I'm just gonna fill you guys in on my Sunday. So of course, Sunday was Juneteenth. It was Father's Day, all that good stuff. I actually had a great weekend guys and that's kind of the reason why I was like you know I don't think my friends on my podcast are gonna be too mad that they're gonna get a late episode because I just really had a great weekend guys like I think that over the last couple of weeks probably since I got back from Atlanta life has kind of been tossing me a lot of curveballs There's just been a lot of I don't wanna say drama, but I'm gonna say drama just because I don't really know what else to say. A lot of drama, a lot of things in the world that are just popping off left and right. So ever since I came back from Atlanta, and then of course you guys know that trip was a huge disappointment. I've kinda just been like all over the place, like in my feelings, like just going through the motions. So I've just been living for, this past weekend was great, and the weekend before that was also great. So I'm just kind of living in the moment, trying my best, trying to really appreciate the days where my anxiety is basically almost non-existent. I think the reason that is the case is because I have completely stopped watching the news and I go through periods where I stop watching the news and then I go back to watching it. And what I've noticed is when I do not watch the news, I kind of feel more like I can take on the day. I feel like I can take on the day, I can be a productive citizen in the world. I feel, like, I feel like I'm almost living in my own world. And I think that's the reason why sometimes I go back to watching the news because I feel so shut off from the world when I do stop watching it. But what I've come to realize is there's just certain things that I just cannot do for my own mental sanity and at the end of the day if something happens I'm gonna find out about it because I am active on social media so I will find out about it whether or not it's on social media or by word of mouth from friends or family or somebody at work so truthfully and honestly I don't really need to watch the news And I also don't need to watch the news to know that gas is almost $6 a gallon. Like we living in the dark times, y'all. Like we are living in the dark times. So I don't need to watch the news for that. You know, if there's any type of natural disasters, I'm sure I'll find that out without actually watching the actual news. So I'm working my way around not watching the news and just watching things that don't really get me riled up. So what I've been doing is I've been rewatching all of my favorite shows and it's like throughout the week, I just feel so lost in the show that I don't even know what's going on around me in the real world. And it makes me feel safer to go about my life in the real world by not watching stuff that's going on in the real world. So yeah, it's really interesting. Like I started rewatching Star and I love that show and I just started rewatching it and I'm just living for it, I'm living for it. So like whenever I feel like my anxiety is really bad or I feel like I'm in a black hole or I'm trapped, usually what I'll do is I'll watch either like old cartoons or I'll watch one of my favorite shows that I've already seen. Somehow that makes me feel better. I don't think it's the cure all or anything like that. I'm not saying that anxiety is gonna be cured by me watching Star, it's not. But it has been working for the meantime. So the way I look at it is whatever works is what I'm going to try to do. And of course, all the other things that need to get done. Self-care, whatever, meditation, going to the gym, you know, all that other stuff that also seems to help. But for the time being, I've been doing well. And I think that I'm just appreciative of me doing well because Like I said, I don't know, it was like maybe three weeks ago, not even, almost four weeks ago that I had like a mental breakdown and I couldn't get my life together. So I'm living for the moments where I'm not actually feeling like my life is ending. So that's the update on my mental health. But just to piggyback what I was, I said all this to say that I had a great weekend and Sunday was Father's Day and Juneteenth. I did not do nothing for Father's Day as you guys know I do not claim that I have a father at this moment at this point I haven't spoken to my stepdad it's almost been three years and that's pretty wild to me but I am okay you know I wasn't sad or anything on Father's Day I don't know I just I think I've just been in a place of acceptance when it comes to mourning the loss of that relationship like I said in the past I feel like I've done all I can do so there's really nothing for me to be sad about that's not to say that I'll never be sad it's just that you know that's just those were the cards that life dealt me you know and everybody's story is different but one thing I did want to say and I, I can't even get to the point here guys because my mind is just going like a thousand miles per minute and now at this point I'm just rambling But I did want to touch on one thing surrounding Father's Day and I was telling my mom this and I was really up in arms about it because this seems to happen almost every year on social media. Now people will get on social media for whatever holiday and you know say what they got to say Mother's Day, Father's Day and it seems that on Father's Day in particular some people get real up in arms when people who don't have a father figure in their life or who had like a father figure abandon them or whatever the case may be, when those people celebrate their single mothers, that seems to be a source of outrage in the black community. And it's really mostly what I've seen is in the black community, which would make sense because if we're being honest, most of the time absentee fathers are usually more rampant in the black community. So it makes more sense that this is always a topic of conversation for Father's Day, but people who have both parents in their household seem to always be up in arms when people who only had a single parent, and it's usually gonna be a single mother, I'm not saying that's always the case, but in the black community, that seems to be a common theme, single mothers. So why is it a crime if I tell my mom happy Father's Day when essentially she's been playing both roles all my life. She's been playing both roles even if my stepdad was in the picture because he wasn't doing enough. So it's like, you know, if a single mother has been playing both roles, of course a mother can't necessarily teach you things that a man can teach you, but if they play both roles, I don't understand why we can't give them their flowers. And I think that people who come from two-parent households sometimes they become really insensitive to people who didn't have that life like that's the standard average life and not everybody has the standard average cookie cutter white picket fence like nobody not everybody has that luxury to live with both parents or get that experience I would venture to say that most people had an abnormal family dynamic or a blended family so it really grinds my freaking gears when people the need to make people who had single parent households feel bad if they want to praise that parent where even though like even though father's day is meant for fathers, sure, but if my mom took on that role, well then it's gonna be a happy father's day to her. And then it's the same thing on Mother's Day. If the father took on that role and ended up playing both parents' roles, I don't understand why it's a problem that we praise you know, our single parents, whether that's a single mother or single father. Being a single parent is not easy. And I just honestly can't even imagine how much single parents go through, especially if you have more than one child. Like I said, my mom was a single parent of two. And to this day, I still can't really grasp or wrap my head around how she was able to do what she did for me and my brother. I can't imagine, it doesn't make any sense to me how she was able to do what she did and go above and beyond. Not even just do the bare minimum, but like go above and beyond constantly. So yeah, that's just me on my soapbox. I really think that people should basically mind their business. Like, what is it gonna do for you if you came from a single parent household? I didn't, so I tell my mom Happy Father's Day. You tell your dad Happy Father's Day. How does it change your dad from having a Happy Father's Day if I tell my mom Happy Father's Day. Like, it's not gonna make your dad's day bad. Your dad's not gonna have a bad Father's Day because I wished my mom a Happy Father's Day. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. You know what I mean? Like, let people do what the heck they want. And if I want to tell my mom Happy Father's Day, well, then you could just get over it. And if you don't understand, that's one thing I guess I just don't get is like, because I'm, the way that I'm interpreting it is these people who come from double parent household They can't empathize with the people who come from a single-parent household, which I have a problem with because I'm not going to shun somebody who came from a single-parent household if I was somebody who lived with both parents. Like, that's just, like, it's not my story. That's not my story to tell. That's their story to tell. I have my story. They have theirs. And we both have different experiences. So I just don't see why it has to be one or the other. That's kind of my only That's my only gripe with that whole situation. But anyways, like I was saying, I had a great day. It was Juneteenth also, so it was nice that basically what me and my mom decided to do was we went to go support a Black-owned business and we got some soul food at this place called Miss Kitchens and it was the best soul food that I've ever had that wasn't home prepared by someone in my family. I got fried chicken, collard greens, mac and cheese. They even have Kool-Aid there, you guys. And then I got some hummingbird cake, which is basically carrot cake. The food was bomb. And then they did the little Juneteenth celebration in LA and they broadcasted it on CNN last night. So we watched like snippets of that and we was just out there wilding and dancing, me, my mom, and my brother. We went on a family walk. It was a good time. I really enjoyed myself this weekend. So when I got back, it was almost 11 o'clock last night and I was like, you know, I don't think my besties will be mad if they get a late episode. So I basically came home, ate, and went straight to sleep. And then I woke up and I was like, all right guys, I'm refreshed and I can get you guys an episode today. So let's get it popping. But yeah, that that's really the update so far. We talked about Drake, we talked about the weekend, we did a mental health update. So I feel like we are now ready to jump into the story time. Now, the story time is something that I've wanted to discuss for quite some time, but just like the last one, I really wanted to make sure that I let it marinate and that I thought it out and I got all the facts straight. So just for the sake of highlighting the key points, I'm not going to tell this story like from start to finish. I'm just going to cover some of the key points that I think are important and some of the lessons that I've learned and kind of like the heartbreak that I endured and having to essentially let this person go because I only just recently let this person go completely. Like I haven't spoken to this person in years, but by letting them go, I meant like I used to follow them on Instagram and there was really nothing wrong with that because we kind of were amicable, you know, after we stopped dealing with each other and we kind of were just, I don't know. We were just following each other on social media. It really wasn't nothing crazy. It just was always one of those people that I never deleted off social media. And then I started to think about it and I realized that sometimes the posts that I would see, I wouldn't say they would trigger me, but it would make me think about, well, why am I looking? I don't want to see this because it's just a constant reminder that I'm not with this person and that this person chose somebody else over me. So I decided to just get rid of them off of social media so I didn't have to keep torturing myself and seeing the pictures and the photos and stuff like that. I'm not saying this person's a bad person, we're not even on bad terms or anything, but I just felt like it would be better if I just stopped torturing myself for the rest of my life seeing this guy live his best married life and all that stuff with his daughter, you know what I mean? Like I don't need to see that every single day. So let's get into it guys. So this story time is basically going to be discussing one of my first, I guess you would say, kind of serious relationships in high school and just the aftermath of the relationship and how it kind of trickled into my adult life a little bit and where things have ended up. Basically, freshman year of high school, I was living in San Antonio at the time. So I was starting my freshman year. You guys know how that goes. You're in an awkward phase in your life. You're trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what you want to do, all of that stuff. And I had just come back from living in the Netherlands. So I was living in Europe for literally three years prior to coming back to the States. So it was kind of like another sh- a culture shock, if you will. Like it, it was a different... It was a different vibe because when I was in the Netherlands, I had like my own group of people that I hung out with every single day. I went to lunch with these people. I hung out with them outside of school. We went to the youth center together. Like I had my core group of people that I was always around. So this was like my seventh and eighth grade year. Well, obviously, like I knew I was going to be moving back to the States, which I was traumatized by it. Because I had my own little boyfriend in Europe. You know what I mean? Like leaving that carefree time in my life. Like it was very carefree in terms of just outside of the home. Inside of the home was a different situation. But we're not going to talk about that. I would say like my school life and my friends and stuff like that. My boyfriends. You know how you have your little middle school relationship. All of that was very carefree. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't like... I didn't even know what the heck was going on in the news. Like my life was very carefree when I lived overseas. So to come back into the real world, to come back to the States, and now you have the news. Now you have just different expectations. You're in high school. Like I said, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you want to be. And you're impressionable at that age. Don't really know what you want, you know, that type of thing. So i was in for kind of a rude awakening if you would say so of course you know it's the first day of school i didn't have a car i was a freshman so i obviously rode the big yellow school bus like the rest of the term and i walked to the bus stop that morning and there was this guy at the bus stop i just remember being nervous to ask him you know if where he was standing was our bus stop And probably that was a dumb question to ask because why else would you be standing at the bus stop with a backpack on? But I just wanted to make sure that it was the bus stop that I needed to be going to because usually like before the first day of school, wherever I would move, my mom would always make it a point for me to know like where the bus stop was because how the heck would I know if this is like a new neighborhood, new school, new area? I need to have like we would do a test run of like okay this is where the bus stop is this how long it takes you to walk to get here this is when you need to leave the house like we used to do stuff like that I just said like hey is this where the bus stop is and he was like yeah and it was just like nothing serious it was like okay cool that was like our first meeting with each other and let me go ahead and name him Derek that's the first time I ever met or spoke to Derek didn't even ask him what his name was didn't know how old he was And this time of year was, when was this? This was 09. This was 09 to 2010 when I started my freshman year. So this was during the time where, let's see, I'm trying to think of the fashion back in that time. I know I used to wear like monochromatic outfits. Like I remember, I think on the first day of school, I had like yellow skinny jeans on with a yellow top. And I don't know why I thought that that was cute. Yeah, I used to wear a lot of monochromatic outfits, used to think that I was doing the dang thing. I want to say probably Converse, high top Converse were like in fashion, those freaking rainbow colored uh, spiky belts. That was a big thing. So yeah, just to set the scene for you guys, circa 2009 to 2010, that is what we were dealing with. Anyway, so that was the first time I met him and then as time went on you know obviously now we ride the same bus so we're now starting to make conversation so i think he asked me like you know where was i from what grade i was in stuff like that so we started having natural casual conversation as you would and it was nothing like flirtatious at all in the beginning it was solely just sparking up a conversation with a person and you know by that time I had learned that he was 17 now at this time I was 14 so you guys realize there's a three year age difference there and at the time which is going to be the theme of this entire story was that that was too big of an age difference and my mom was not here for it and for me I guess I felt like it was an age difference because if you think about it like that means the dude's almost about to graduate he's almost 18 so I'm just now starting school and you're almost four years older than me. So the age gap was a big situation, which we're gonna get into, but it's kind of like that was our demise was the age gap. That was really our, really our only problem was the age gap. But at this point, you know, we were just having natural conversation. I wasn't even thinking about dating the guy. And matter of fact, I could have sworn my mom told me that I couldn't date until I was 16 at that point. So at that, I wasn't supposed to be dating anybody but in middle school like i said i did have like some middle school boyfriends but you know a middle school boyfriend is somebody that you hold hands with down the hallway and writes you little notes and you sit at lunch with them like that's all that a middle school boyfriend is like and you send them messages on msn messenger and myspace like that is all my middle school relationships were they weren't nothing more nothing less and with the exception of the fact that we used to go to this place called the YS which is the youth center in Europe and we used to go like trips over the summer and after school stuff like that so if I wanted to spend time with the person that I was with that would be where that would happen but it would never be nothing scandalous you know what I mean like at least it wasn't that scandalous it might have been somewhat scandalous but Y'all know how the middle school relationships were back in the day. Okay, back to the story. So yeah, I'm not even thinking about dating the guy or anything. So his age really doesn't matter to me because I'm just thinking of like, you know, we're just cool and we're just friends. Well, it comes to find out that we end up having a class together. So we ended up having Spanish together. And I think this is where me and him obviously started to get to know each other a lot better because we had Spanish together. So we had Spanish and we rode the same bus and we lived in the same neighborhood well you know time passes we're getting closer we're still talking every day and at one point i think that we did a friend request on facebook i don't even think that he had my number at this point so we did the friend request thing on facebook we would chat on facebook and stuff like that and then it started to get a little bit more serious it started to get a little bit more flirty you know i started to kind of like him think he was cute and vice versa and you know i thought he was a cool guy and the the funny thing about this is everything started off so innocent so i guess like i just thought that everything was gonna go peaches and cream i didn't really think that anything was gonna go south with this guy because he seemed like a nice guy he wasn't like pushing up on me or anything like that everything was very casual very natural very easy nothing was forced I didn't feel like I had to be someone that I wasn't. So I guess that's one thing that really drew me to this guy. Now the age situation didn't start playing a factor until I started to really get interested in in him. So basically what ends up happening because we got in a rough spot before we even started dating basically what ended up happening I had a friend in in high school I would say that you know she was like my best friend freshman year I think we met in gym class and then we also had Spanish together so we had Spanish with the guy together and we had gym class together so that's where we kind of became friends is in gym class and you know it was history we met in gym class and then we would always hang out together go to lunch she would come over my house I would go to her house You know, we would do stuff on the weekend. So, yeah, she was like a close friend of mine. Well, come to find out, sister girl ends up showing me some messages that he sends her on Facebook saying that she was cute, that she had a nice butt, all this stuff. And I'm looking at the messages like, okay, I know me and him are not official or anything, but he's saying that he's interested in me. And now he's telling you that he's interested in you and you're my best friend. And one, he's a fool because he thought that you weren't going to tell me. And the thing was, she wasn't really interested in him like that because I think she had her eye on somebody else and somebody else had their eye on her. She was just one of the girls that all the guys were after. Like she was just that girl. So sis was that girl and I'm not mad at sis. At the time I probably was mad at sis because people just liked her because of how she looked and that's just how it was. And yeah, that's just how it was in high school. So when I was around her, it was always the attention was on her. The attention was rarely ever on me, so I just knew that that's how it was going to be. So the fact that this guy was interested in me, at least that's what he said, and then comes around and ends up trying to be flirtatious with her, kind of made me feel like, okay, so maybe he doesn't even really like me because he clearly is into my friend. And he's probably going to go for my friend because my friend, obviously, like I said, she has a big butt, she had nice curly hair so that was what people wanted they wanted mixed girls that look like that and that's actually a conversation for another day because we could even go into the whole politics of hair and skin color and all that stuff we could go into a whole other podcast episode talking about that alone but i'm just giving you guys like a picture of what the times were back then and the mindset and what i knew to be true is that the guys wanted the mixed girls i'm not mixed And that's what they wanted. And so my friend was a hot commodity at the school that we went to. And every time I was around her, I kind of felt a little bit inferior to her, but she was a good friend there was, she wasn't making me feel that way. That was just my own insecurities. So just to clear the air on that. So yeah, she shows me the messages and then What do I do? I say, okay bet, I'm a fall back because one thing about me y'all, I'm a fall back. You don't gotta tell me nothing. If if I see something I don't like, I might not even let you know, I'ma just fall back. This is how it was back in the day. So she shows me the messages and I'm like, okay, cool bet. Like, I'm just not gonna fool with him anymore because clearly he thinks I'm stupid and I'm not gonna be like played by somebody who, you know, like I don't need to, it's not even worth it. So we go to school the next day. And I think he tries to talk to me. And I basically just kind of gave him the cold shoulder. I just stopped talking to him. He kind of was confused. He didn't know what was going on. He was just like, you know, what did I do? And I said, well, I found out that you were trying to talk to my friend. So, you know, I really would just appreciate it if you go mess with my friend. Like, I don't really want to talk to you because, I mean, you led me on to believe that you were interested in me. And it seems that you're interested in my friend. So, you know I don't really have anything else to say to you and you know that's a done deal and I said it real straight like that I wasn't even sad I kind of was just more disappointed and I just let him know that and I think over the course of like a week's time we were riding the bus and he had an older brother and I remember his older brother being like man I know you ain't sad over no B and that's problematic in itself but you guys like like I said this is the times. this was 09 2010 Yeah, his brother was like, I hope you ain't sad over no B. like no B is worth that and blah 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 Like it's not even that serious And i'm just overhearing this conversation because obviously this conversation is about me and my friend And i'm overhearing it because they're probably sitting like two seats behind me Apparently he was like real sad about it Like that I stopped talking to him that I didn't want to communicate with him because he tried to play me Well, you know, that's all said and done and then I guess we ended up talking about it And I guess we worked it out to where I said, like, you know, we can be cool or whatever. I didn't necessarily say, like, you know, I want to be in a relationship with you. I just said, I just didn't like what you did. And I would have respected you more if you would have came to me and said, like, hey, I'm interested in your friend. I was like, it's just the way that you went about it that I didn't appreciate. And obviously that makes me not want to trust you because I can't trust you if you're going behind my back talking to my friend. We ended up deciding to be friends. We worked it out and you know, he said that he was wrong for doing that and he apologized. You know, we decided to be friends. We started talking more in Spanish class and I think he finally asked for my number. I gave it to him and we started texting and eventually we started talking on the phone. I really liked this guy. Like I really liked this guy. He was, he he was very genuine. I think at the time he was into music And he was also a really great artist. Like he could draw like it was nobody's business. He was just really talented and his music was pretty good too, not gonna lie. I supported him with his music. I would listen to his songs, like songs that he had put out like years ago, like just stuff that he made on the fly with like maybe family or friends or something like that. It's not like he was trying to become like a whole music artist, but I think like he did have a passion for music at the time. So I definitely supported him and listened to his stuff, gave him feedback. And we used to just talk about life and school and just everything, honestly, like we talked about just a lot of different things. And he was very open minded. He listened to me. He didn't talk over me. Like I really, really like this guy. We did have the age gap looming over us, but at the time we weren't in a relationship. I was just simply talking and texting this guy and seeing him at school And I think at some point he did end up starting to walk me to my house from the bus stop stuff like that. Nothing crazy just normal teenage stuff. Well obviously because we like each other things start getting a little bit more flirtatious than what my mom would appreciate. And obviously I was on my mom's cell phone plan. So if anything were to happen or my mom felt like she needed to go through my phone well yeah she was gonna do that. I definitely believe I told my mom about this guy because I'm the type of person or at least when I was a child I was the type of person where I wanted my mom to know pretty much everything because I didn't want her to feel like I kept stuff from her and I wanted to have that open relationship with her. I would tell my mom things that maybe other teenagers were hiding from their parents because I actually wanted my mom to know. I actually wanted to talk to my mom about boys and sex and stuff like that so I definitely told her about him and I told her that he was cute and I was interested in him and I told her that he was 17 well of course she wasn't gonna fly for that because you know her thing was he only wants you for one thing that's not gonna be like an actual relationship for you because he only wants to have sex with you like I know guys like that that's how it was back in my day and yada 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 you can't date him you can't date until you're 16 and i believe she said like we could still be friends of course but like i couldn't date him so that was pretty much the standard is my mom told me that i could not date him but the thing about it was i was already in too deep y'all i was already in too deep because i liked him like i really liked him and i really wanted to be with him at this point but i did convey that to him i did tell him that my mom did not like that we had that age gap She didn't want me to date until I was 16, that whole situation. I would say the only downfall other than our age difference was the the sexual aspect of the relationship. Was because at this point, you know, I definitely wanted to wait until marriage. I had never had sex before. I really had never done really anything super sexual at this point I mean I was 14 the only thing I had ever done was make out with a guy which to me is like that's that's regular stuff (laughs) like maybe not to some people but that was regular stuff for me it was nothing crazy obviously he's 17 so he's a lot more experienced and he wants to do things that he knows what to do and I don't know what to do so I did feel like some pressure with the whole sex thing but it wasn't nothing too crazy That was really the only other I would say if there was an issue that was really the only issue. We weren't really on the same page when it came to like sex and stuff like that but I will say that we were basically able to work through that even though that there was a time where I did feel this pressure from him. I don't even know if I even told him if I felt a pressure from him but I do remember that we had a conversation about the whole sex thing And I do remember him apologizing to me for it and you know after that after the after him apologizing to me for it I felt like we really never had that issue again like we didn't we didn't have to keep talking about it after that one time. It's like he respected what I had to say it was a done deal after that and I'm not saying we never did anything ever again. We just never brought up the conversation of sex because that's just not what we were gonna do because that's not what I was ready to do. You know, I guess we just did things that were within my comfort zone for the most part after we had that one situation. So after that was dealt with, really the only looming issue that we had was the age difference, which at this point is not controllable. It's not controllable. Now, what was controllable is I should have just stopped being with him. I shouldn't have been with him because my mom told me that I couldn't be with him. But obviously, I already came clean to her and told her I was interested in the guy. I wanted her to meet the guy. Like I wanted her to be very much involved in the situation. I didn't wanna do it behind her back, which is why I told her. So anyways, my mom finally decided that because she realized that I wasn't gonna give up with trying to pursue him and we basically wanted to be together and I wanted her to be involved, I wasn't trying to sneak behind her back, you know, stuff like that. My mom actually did allow him to take me on a date and she did allow him to come to the house as long as we were downstairs in her line of sight. She wouldn't let me go to his house. So if I did go to his house, I would have to like stand outside or like sit with him on the patio or the porch or something, but I couldn't go in his house. Now I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I did go in his house, but I really did nothing bad. I went into his house just to meet his family. Because there were some people in his family that I had never met before. The only person in his family that I did meet was his older brother and one of his uncles, I believe, because he was the one who took us on our first date because we both didn't have cars. So I think I went in his house this one time to meet his dad and I believe to meet his stepmom. And that's all I did. We didn't do nothing else. I don't even think we went past the front door, like past the little foyer in the front door. So. Um, but my mom doesn't know about that so you're welcome mom sorry (laughs) but yeah so there were very strict rules around if he could come to the house when he came to the house she would have to be like I said keeping an eye on us and whatever the case may be so you know that's fine I'm just happy that she's actually warming up to him we went on our first date we went to the movies and at this point like I felt like we know we knew each other like a decent amount because it took a long time for us to be able to actually go on a date so by this time we had already been talking on the phone texting we had already had that situation with my best friend so we had really already kind of gotten to know each other on a pretty decent level I didn't know him like the back of my hand but it's not like I met him and the next day we were going on a date like we had had several conversations leading up to this. So it felt like a true courting of some sort because he had planned this whole thing. And I want to say it was for Valentine's Day. And you know, he came to the house, he brought me a teddy bear and some candy. We went to the movies. Now, the funny thing about this movie story is my mom gave me a curfew. So I had to be home before midnight. I think it was like No, I had to be home before 11, I think. We basically had to leave in the middle of the movie just to make sure that I got back home on time, but I got back home on time. He didn't want to leave a bad taste in my mom's mouth, especially after she's giving him a chance to let me go on a date with him. So, you know, we left during the middle of the movie, but it was a great first date. Like it was a great first date, even though movies are not my first choice for a date, but I was 14, you guys. And I felt like he was respectful of my mom's wishes even though we kind of did have an attitude about the fact that we had to leave but you know he was just like you know like let's just respect what your mom says let's get you back home on time because if you miss the curfew then I'm probably never going to be able to see you again outside of school so let's just do right by your mom so that way we can keep seeing each other you know on her terms and I was like you know what that makes a lot of sense let's just go ahead and do that so we did that he did meet a good chunk of my family members and none of my family members had a problem with him really but they did have an issue with the age gap that was like I said always a looming issue was the age gap between me and him because and the problem with that was I don't even know if I would have thought it was such a big deal if the adults didn't make it such a big deal. But I guess the reason why they were making it such a big deal is because they're thinking from their own experiences, like what would a 17 year old want with a 14 year old girl? Like I said, I'm not going to say that a part of that was not true. I did say that I did feel pressured, you know, with the sex thing at one point, I did feel pressure with that. There was like a good couple of times where I did feel some type of pressure. But like i said we did address that together and as a result of re- addressing it we kind of knew like where we stood with that and what i could do and what i could not do like i said like you know that was a part of the relationship that was a little bit of a struggle but it was a struggle for many things it wasn't just because he was older than me it was just a struggle because i wanted to wait until marriage and just the whole situation you know what i mean so it wasn't really the, the relationship wasn't sexual in nature, is what I will say, because I've been in some relationships where the relationship was sexual in nature, like that's all it was, even though that's not maybe what I wanted, but that's all it ended up being. But we actually had a genuine relationship, like we cared about each other, we cared about each other's goals and aspirations, we didn't just talk about sex, we talked about a lot of stuff, and like I said, he was very genuine, and he listened to what I had to say, he comforted me, like there was just a lot of good things about that relationship that outweighed some of the negative parts about it that we just had to navigate through. And I also remember that when we were in school, you know, people were starting to get word that we were in a relationship. And of course, all the girls my age are praising me because they're like, oh my God, like that man is fine. And I can't believe you're with him. And he's like one of the finest boys in the school. And I guess to a degree I couldn't even believe it because I just thought I was like average back in high school I didn't think I was nothing special you know what I mean like I was not confident in in high school matter of fact I remember ninth grade year always walking in the hallways with my head down So I didn't have like a lick of confidence in high school like early years at all so the fact that he liked me and he didn't want any of these other girls that he could have gone after kind of made me feel like well I must be something special but from an adult standpoint it's like okay he's 17 why doesn't he want somebody his age and I just always would argue back that that's just not what it was about because it's not like we planned to be together you know what I mean like he didn't know I was going to be at the bus stop that first day of school I didn't know he was going to be 17 like I didn't plan this it just kind of happened like the situation kind of just fell into my lap and once I started to get to know him I just really liked him so there was really no turning back because I wasn't really willing to give it up until like I gave it a fair shot and once my mom started warming up to him it just kind of made me feel like well you know maybe we can really make this work if my mom is on board that's the only person I really care about everybody else if they're mad then it's like you could take that up with my mom because I live with her and Her opinion is the only one that really matters. So if she's giving him a chance, that must mean that it's worth giving it a chance. Well, of course, my mom ended up going to Afghanistan my sophomore year of high school. So I wasn't even there my sophomore year of high school. Now we had cultivated this whole relationship. I don't know how long we dated to be honest with you guys, but we dated for quite a bit of time and probably broke up like two times in between, you know, that petty high school drama stuff. But I do believe at one point we did just kind of call it off and decided to be friends. So, you know, after freshman year, I moved to South Carolina, but we basically agreed to just continue to be friends. And we we started off with a friendship. And so I think that's the reason why we were able to continue a friendship, because we started off with a friendship. A lot of my relationships after him did not start off that way. And I think that's the reason why I always find the need to like cut off my exes. Like, if we ended on bad terms and we weren't really friends, like, there's no reason for you to be in my life. But me and him actually did start off as friends. And so we basically decided to keep this whole friendship going even after I moved from San Antonio and moved elsewhere. Like, I moved to two other different places. You know and i even came back to san antonio that's basically the origin story of this whole relationship and this is going to be the part that literally ripped my heart into shreds when i moved to florida which was the second half of junior year me and him were still on good terms we were still talking and i had even had a another boyfriend after him sophomore year when i lived in south carolina i had another boyfriend but me and him still kept in contact. Like it was nothing crazy, but we always maintained some type of friendship ever since we dated freshman year of high school. So when I moved to Florida, you know, I'm almost a senior. So we're like prepping to figure out what colleges we want to go to and doing the whole college applications and figuring out all that stuff. By the time I had left Texas and started going to all these other different schools and stuff that, of that nature, he was a reservist in the army and so he had a lot of background knowledge around I guess if you could go to school for free and my mom knew this information because she was in the military herself but she didn't know all the hard facts so basically it comes to find out that he ends up telling me hey you could go to school in Texas for free if you do it under the Hazelwood Act so then we start looking into it and we're like oh my god like I can go to college for free So let's start looking into this. Well, long story short, we ended up getting that whole thing situated and on my list of top colleges, it was Texas State, it was I think Howard, uh, Howard University, Texas State, and I can't even think of all the other ones but I think it was a I think it was like four of them but Texas State was my top one now at the time I told people up and down that the reason why I wanted to go to Texas State was because it was in Texas and I could go to school there for free and I wanted to go to school there And I really wanted to be a bobcat, and it was this whole situation. But deep down, I also knew that he was going to Texas State. So I felt like because nothing really bad happened in our relationship, we didn't end on bad terms. We did kind of have a falling out, but we corrected it and everything was fine. We apologized to each other. So we didn't really end on bad terms. And because of that, I always felt like he was the one that got away. That is kind of like how I've always felt about Derek, that he was the one that got away, that we should have gotten married. Like I just always felt like he was the guy for me because there are so many qualities about him that I genuinely love. There were so many things that he showed me that I have really have yet to experience in any other guy that I've been with. So I always thought that he was the guy that got away. Let's go back to like high school. So. Like I said, I'm preparing for college, so top on my list is going to Texas State. He's at Texas State. I'm thinking, I can go to Texas State. We can rekindle our relationship. The age difference won't matter anymore, so we shouldn't have any problems because that was our biggest issue was the age difference. Well, if we're both in college, it's not going to matter. So we start trying to rekindle the flame when I'm in Florida. We're talking, we're calling each other, FaceTiming each other, or like webcamming, not FaceTiming because I don't know if FaceTime was a thing back then. We were webcamming on like Uvu, talking, flirting with each other. You know, I'm telling him that I want to go to Texas State. He's saying that I shouldn't go to Texas State for him. But I'm like, oh, no, but I really want to go there. Yada, yada, yada. Well, here's where stuff gets a little crazy. So he's going to Texas State for the rest of my high school years. I didn't have a boyfriend, but we still kept in communication. I didn't really know like what he was doing in college, I didn't know if he was dating anybody, I didn't know what the heck was going on. I really didn't give it too much thought until he calls me one day and he tells me, hey, you know, I gotta tell you like, um, you know, this girl that I've been messing with thinks she's pregnant and I'm the father of her baby. When I tell you guys that when I heard this, my heart was on the floor, like, and he was telling me this because we had built a friendship, like we, we could discuss these things and he could openly come to me about things. So we had that relationship. But my thing is, I'm also still trying to be with you. And I also thought that you were still trying to be with me. So for you to tell me then, that somebody told you that they're pregnant and they think you're the father, well, that tells me that you weren't really serious about getting back with me because you're still messing around with all these girls that you're dealing with in college. And I'm fine with it if that's what you wanted to do, but you have me thinking that we're going to be able to rekindle something if I get into Texas state. So that was the first time he broke my heart was, was that moment was the moment that he told me that he was going to be the father of somebody else's baby, because what can I do with that? Like, what can I do with the fact that you're going to be the father to some other woman's child? Like that really broke me down for a minute, but I, I had to pretend like it didn't. I just was mad but I wasn't I had to pretend like I wasn't really phased by it and I still tried to give him some advice I was I don't even remember what I told him but I really tried to pretend like it it didn't phase me but I was really heartbroken about it long story short I ended up getting into Texas State Texas State gave me like three grand to go there which is toilet paper turns out I ended up not going to Texas State after all because Texas State is in San Marcos and I at the time did not live close to San Marcos and I didn't have a car so I was going to be relying on other people and there was no way that I could afford to live on campus because the Hazelwood Act only covers tuition and some fees but it doesn't cover room and board and it doesn't cover a meal plan so I couldn't even live on campus for that reason because of that I decided to go To UTSA because I believe I applied to it as a backup school. So I decided to go to UTSA because it was in San Antonio and the distance was commutable and I could take the bus. So Texas State was no longer like an option. I basically just didn't go to that school. But when I got back, we did start seeing each other again. He started taking me out. We would go to Orange Leaf. He would always take me out all the time. And he would like, we would go driving around. We would go talk just stuff like that very innocent we literally I don't even think I kissed this man when I came back to San Antonio to go to college so it was always just catching up reminiscing on old times reminiscing on our relationship you know saying how much he loved and cared about me when we were together and stuff like that and I'm just soaking it all in because I'm just waiting for the moment that he tells me like Sierra like I want to be with you like it's always been you it's only you and ever since you left like nothing's been the same and I wanted him to give me the the freaking Dear John speech guys like I wanted the Dear John speech and I did not get it but he was still very sweet and would pick me up and take me out all the time never had to take my hand out of my wallet for this dude I didn't even have to think about money when it came to him and it was never like there was never a question about whether or not he was gonna pay. He invited me, he paid, there was never any resentfulness for me not paying. There was never, like he would never let me take my card out and pay for anything. Like that was another thing that I liked about him because the guys that I've been with after that, not all of them, but my ex especially, like it was just not like that. And I deserve to be wined and dined, you heard me? I deserve to be wind and dined. And Derek definitely made sure that I was taking care of now we weren't we weren't balling like we weren't getting whined and done like we were college students and when we were dating in the beginning it was high school so it's not like we was doing all this fancy shit but I'm just saying like whenever he would take me out I didn't have to worry about anything and I love that feeling of you just being that guy like you you got my back like you you got it taken care of like yeah I have the money and you know I have the money you know I can fit the bill myself but you're gonna take care of me because you invited me and you care about me and blah 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 so I really love that character trait that he had so yeah we would just spend a lot of time reminiscing and then I fell back into like wanting to be with him and blah 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 so then this is the second moment that Derek breaks my heart So I decide, you know, we've been hanging out a couple of times, going out and stuff like that. My birthday's coming up. And I said like, hey, like, do you want to do something with me for my birthday? Like maybe go to dinner, go to a movie. He was like, you know, we're just friends. And it's not it's not going to be like on some like it's not going to be on some like romantic stuff. Right. Like, you know, we're just friends. Like, you know, I care about you as my friend and stuff like that. But, you know, I have a girlfriend. Mind you guys. He's taking me out to Orange Leaf. He's paying for me. He's inviting me. I'm not asking to go out with this man. This man is inviting me to go do these things. He's picking me up from my mother's house to take me on these little dates. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they were to me, they were dates. So now all of a sudden, he has a girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, so, now it's like well he can't he in his mind he's thinking well I can't go to dinner in a movie with you because I have a girlfriend and that's gonna look real shady but this whole time he's taking me out I didn't even know that he had a girlfriend now while he was doing this I was also like in the process of trying to get away from the guy that I told you in the last story time, the the abusive guy, I was trying to like get away from him because me and him were like talking at that time, but we were having all these issues. And so uh, Derek definitely knew about this guy. Long story short, he has a girlfriend and I'm hurt by it because at this point I'm trying to get away from old dude. I'm not even trying to be with Q. I'm trying to be with Derek. Derek has now made it clear that he can't be with me because he has a girlfriend. and He has chosen this woman over me, even after all our history, even after the fact that we've kept in contact all of these years throughout all of high school. Now we're both in college. We have the opportunity to see if we could actually make this relationship work because now age is no longer a factor and you chose homegirl over me I have no issues with homegirl you know what I mean have no issues with homegirl don't even know who homegirl is but I'm just thinking is if it were me and I was in his shoes before I even give homegirl a chance I'm gonna try to see if I can rekindle things with my high school sweetheart <laughs> like you guys I was devastated I was so devastated and I probably again had to try to play it off as if I really didn't care So he has a girlfriend, he's with old girl. Fine, whatever. You know, I think after that we stopped hanging out so much. But every now and then we would like say, hey, how's it going? You know, just normal stuff. So, you know, at this point, this dude has broken my heart twice. And now I realize that I don't have a chance with him because now he's with old girl. And so now the whole thing is over. Well maybe a year later or maybe several months later. I don't know how long it was after that fact, but I started dating another guy. And this is another story time that I'll have to tell you guys, but let's just say his name is, I gotta get it right because I gotta use the same name in the next story time. So, oh, and both of their names start with D at that. His name is, dang, I don't even know guys. I don't want to use these people's real names, Don there we go his name is Don so I started dating Don me and him are still cool me and Derek are still cool but we're not really communicating because he's in a relationship and now I'm in a relationship and I'm fully invested to be with Don like I'm fully invested in this because clearly Derek has proven to me that he doesn't want to be with me and that I'm out of luck so I moved on I started dating somebody else and you know we were hitting it off really well in the beginning and stuff like that this is the next thing guys and this is basically the last thing that happened between us that really just made me feel very insecure and inadequate for a very long time and even sometimes I still think about it so Derek calls me mind you he's with old girl right and mind you I'm with Don I don't think he knew that I was with Don at this time because I don't think I told him you know what I mean like I don't know if he knew I was in a relationship at this time so He calls me one night. It's probably like 12 o'clock in the morning. He doesn't appear to be drunk or anything, but he calls me and he tells me like, you know, Sierra, like, I feel like I'll always love you. Like, you know, I'm always gonna have love for you. I loved you so much in high school. Like, you know, I've always cared about you and you know, I love that you cared about me. And I can't even think of like all the sappy stuff he said, but he said some really sweet things to me. And just, just one thing that I held on to was him saying, like, I'm always going to love you. Like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to love you. And you guys, I'm like literally like 19 at this point, And I'm listening to the guy that I loved freshman year of high school tell me that he's always going to love me. But granted, I told you guys that junior year, he told me that he thought he got some girl pregnant. I shrugged it off like it didn't matter. And it's not and he didn't even seem to be fazed by the fact that maybe my heart was broken when he told me something like that. Maybe he just thought that he was doing the right thing by telling me and I don't know. And then not only he says he's always going to love me, but he has a girlfriend. And I guess like my confusion was you're always going to love me, but you never gave me a second chance when we did get back when I did come back to Texas after us keeping in contact this whole time. And I'm thinking like, we really could have made it work. Like we could have seen it through. We could have gave it a chance and you never gave me that opportunity. I never told him this, but I always felt very much robbed because like I said, I didn't feel like we gave it a fair shot. In high school, I felt like it wasn't fair because the age difference was such a problem. And then I kept moving. So we weren't really ever in a stable situation to really cultivate a relationship and the age difference was such a big deal that we never could really get over that so when we got to college I just thought that that was like our moment that was our time to shine you know we could have got married like I don't know like I just thought that he was the guy that's what I thought for a long time because I'm like there's no way that you stay in contact with somebody that you used to be with you've dated other people you're still in contact it's still like old time you're still able to reminisce on your relationship and how much you guys cared about each other. There's no way that he doesn't have these feelings for me and that he doesn't want to give it a shot. So, you know, just him saying that I just really was angry because I was telling him, I was like, well, I don't understand why you're telling me this because you're with, oh, you're with old girl and I'm with Don. Like, we're not going to leave our partners for each other because I'm thinking you had all your opportunities to be with me and you chose not to, and you chose to get with home girl. So you clearly didn't want to be with me. And I said, so why are you telling me this? Because I'm not gonna leave my boyfriend for you and you're not gonna leave your girlfriend for me. So what is, this, what is the point of this story? Well, he tells me, well, I wanted to tell you because I'm gonna propose to my girlfriend. Well, I wanted to tell you that before, you know, I proposed to her that I'm always gonna love you. I just wanted to let you know. I wanted to make sure you knew how I really felt about you. So now I'm sitting here in the freaking twilight zone because you're telling me that you're gonna love me for the rest of your life but you're gonna propose to your girlfriend and you didn't give me a second chance, but you're gonna love me for the rest of your life. What's not clicking Steven with that, with what he just said? Like, I really felt like I didn't even know what I was supposed to do with that information because I really did like Don, the guy that I was with. But obviously I have history with Derek, but Derek is deciding to propose to homegirl and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just mad. And it's not like at that point, I would say that I was like in love with Derek. I don't know if I was ever in love with Derek. I definitely believe I love Derek with my whole heart. I really do. But I don't know if I would say that I was in love with him. I think maybe if you asked me in high school, I would have said yes. But I think now knowing what I know now about love and what it truly is and what it should be and the experience I've had recently with love, how I don't know if I would say that I actually was in love with him. I don't know, but that's just me. I don't, I don't truly know. But I will say that Derek and Don were the guys that in each scenario I thought were in game. So I did love them a lot. I just don't think I was in love with them anyways. So you guys see how like that whole story doesn't really click. Like how is it that you're gonna love me for the rest of your life? But now you're choosing to marry somebody who you're supposed to love for the rest of your life. And, and I asked him, I said, are you gonna tell her? Are you going to tell your fiance that you just told me yesterday that you love me? He was like, no, because I don't think I don't think it's for her to know. I don't think that that's something that she needs to know. Why not? You're going to if I if somebody proposed to me and the night before told their ex of several years ago that they've communicated and they've maintained all this communication for several years that they are going to love them forever. I just feel like that's something I would want to know because I don't want to go into my marriage blindsided. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt bad for her, but I guess, like, I just decided not to tell her that because I'm thinking, I guess that's none of my business and I'm not going to get involved in some drama that really doesn't have nothing to do with me. Because at the end of the day, he's going to marry her and I'm not going to leave my boyfriend. So, you know, but I did tell him that I was pretty pissed off by that whole conversation because, you know, it just seemed... I don't know. I I didn't understand what the purpose of that, of him telling me that was because it wasn't going to change our situations. And after that conversation, I don't think we ever like spoke on the phone or, you know, had like any communication really. Um, we still were following each other on social media, but we weren't really talking like that. So he could just see my stuff and I could see his stuff, but we weren't really communicating about it. So, you know, that's how that went. And I'll go into in another story time about Don's reaction to me telling him what Derek said because I was trying to be open and honest with the guys that I was with and become clean about what was said. I don't want no secrets but because that's not really related to this story I'll save that for another day. To wrap it up and just to explain to you guys how that was a mind fuck for me for a long time I just felt like so... I'm not good enough for you to propose to me or I'm not good enough for you to at least give us a second chance outside of high school to see if we would actually work out you just go on to this other girl I'm not saying that there was anything wrong with the other girl I'm sure that him and the other woman are great because they're married and I want to say she has a baby on the way another one so it's not like I think that she's a horrible person I don't think that he's a horrible person but I just kind of don't understand the purpose of guys coming back to tell their exes that they'll love them forever but you're not willing to do that you're not willing to be with me you didn't give me a chance you shut me down you led me on for years and years and years believing that we would get a second chance it never happened you let me down by almost becoming someone else's baby father, like you let me down on so many different occasions and you just thought it was okay to then tell me that I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life and I'm just supposed to be okay with that? Like where was that conversation when I wanted to be with you when I got out of high school and basically almost went to the same college you did? Like where was that energy? And it just to me doesn't make sense because I'm thinking like you you, you were taking me out, we were spending all this time together, you said that you cared about me you said that you love me you say that you still do but I wasn't worth I wasn't worth it for you to give me a second chance and so that ate me up for a while guys that ate me up for years even after being in other relationships with other men after this it ate me up because I just felt like why was I not good enough for him to give me a second chance it's not like I said it's not like we ended on bad terms it's not like there was anything wrong with us per se like we didn't really have like super horrible issues it was like petty stuff in teenage years and the age difference so I'm thinking outside of that if that was the only issue there was no cheating no infidelity nothing like that yeah like so it's like I just never understood why I wasn't good enough for him to give me that chance and you know I basically had to live with that for a while and it always would replay back in my mind that conversation and I just never understood how he was okay with doing that and I don't even know if he ever even told his current wife what he told me because this is the same woman it's the same woman that when I asked him if he would spend time with me for my birthday this is his girlfriend at the time when we were in college the same woman and they look happy and I finally did decide to you know remove him from my Instagram so he can't see mine and so I can't see his we haven't communicated in years so there's no reason for us to continue to see each other's lives I I really don't need to see your daughter I really don't need to see that you taught your daughter how to ride her bike I don't need to see that your wife the same girl is pregnant with your other baby like I really don't need to see this like I really don't need to see like the family of a man that I thought that at one point I could have married I don't need to keep seeing that replay in my mind I don't need to keep seeing that on my timeline because that only just makes me feel inadequate it makes me constantly wonder well what the hell is wrong with me as to why I couldn't have you or why you didn't want me why you were willing to tell me before you proposed to the girl that you were always gonna love me but then you wouldn't propose to her anyways like yeah guys that's basically that's basically the whole situation and you know like I said I always thought that he was the guy that got away because we really got along well we meshed well you know um now I don't know how that would have fared after all the life changes we've been through I don't know if we would have ever worked out you know because like I said we never were given that opportunity but I just really wanted the opportunity I wanted the opportunity to see if it would have worked because I would say that was probably my least toxic relationship. And the only moments when it was toxic was because I didn't know what the hell I was doing in a relationship at that young. And you know we had a lot of growing up to do. That's just basically how it was. And I had to kind of teach myself that I'm worthy of love and that if somebody's not willing to give it to me and if somebody doesn't wanna be with me, then there's nothing wrong with me because of that. You know if there's nothing wrong with me because that person doesn't want to be with me there's nothing wrong with me because he didn't want to give me a second chance there's nothing wrong with me at all like that's just his decision and clearly that means that me and him were not meant to be together and you know being with him did teach me a lot about the things that I would want in a relationship with a future partner but you know I'm not gonna lie sometimes it just it bothers me and it, I felt like I never really got closure You would think that having that conversation with him, him telling me that he's gonna love me for the rest of his life was closure, but it just wasn't. It might've been closure for him because he felt like he came clean before he proposed to his woman. But I'm just sitting over here like, oh, well, yeah, thanks for telling me, but I can't do anything with this information because I have a boyfriend that I'm trying to cultivate a relationship with and you didn't give me a chance at the time that you should have. So now I feel like I'm sitting in limbo here that's the story guys and the moral of the story is he's not the guy that got away because obviously the good Lord didn't want us to be together there's lessons that you can learn in every relationship that you're in whether good bad indifferent you know there's there's lessons to be learned from every person that you deal with in this life and you know like I said there are a lot of characteristics about him that I really did genuinely admire and would love to have in a future partner but, you know, at the end of the day, I think what I learned overall is I just I'm at a place where I want somebody to choose me for once. I'm tired of doing all the work to be there for that other person or to commit to that other person or to follow through with that other person. I want somebody to follow through with me for once, goddammit! Like, I want somebody to put in the work for me. I want somebody to call me and say like, hey, listen, it's you. It's always been you. It's never going to be anybody else and I'm going to make it work and this is going to be blah, blah, blah. Like I want somebody to do that for me. I don't want to be doing that for somebody who's not worth it. So yeah, that's kind of like the moral of the story is choose yourself and sometimes people are going to let you down and that's not a reflection of you. Someone letting you down is not a reflection of you and his mistakes are not a reflection of me and his choice to marry that woman instead of me is also not a reflection of me and it has nothing to do with me that's his decision those are the life choices that he made and he has to live with the fact that he told me he was in love with me and then proposed to her and then chose not to tell her he has to live with that and unfortunately if she still doesn't know then i guess that's just his cross to bear, it has nothing to do with me. I'm not in the business of home wrecking people's families. So I just hope that they're happy and I hope all is well, but you know, I don't really want to have anything to do with him and I removed him from my life. So, you know, there's no reason for me to be looking at his life and seeing what I could have had, had things panned out for us, like clearly that those days are clear and over and he made that very, very clear on multiple occasions that it wasn't me and it was always never gonna be me clearly and I think that maybe a part of him just held on to me because I was willing to go the long haul with him like I was always gonna drop everything for him I don't mean literally but like I'm literally in a whole other state with my own drama like I don't even know if he knew about me not being um comfortable living in the house that I lived in in Florida I don't think he even knew about my anxiety. I don't even think I even told him any of that stuff. I think I just always was listening to him and listening to what he had to say and trying to figure out how we could be in a relationship. I never really talked about my own issues. So you know, I think that he probably just kept me around because he knew I was always going to be there for him. And that's really what it was going to be because I genuinely loved him and I genuinely wanted to be with him. So there was really nothing that I wouldn't have done to find a way to be with him if he was willing to be with me. And just unfortunately, that just didn't pan out for us. So that is the story, you guys. That is the tea. I hope you took some lessons from it and you know at this point I would say that it doesn't really bother me you know the story is out there in the universe and I feel like I'm definitely more confident in who I am as a woman and if a man is not going to choose me if anybody doesn't choose me well then that's too bad it has nothing to do with me it's not a reflection of who I am as a person and somebody will be lucky one day to be with me but until that time comes I know that I am worthy of love and I'm worthy of a great everlasting love and I will get it eventually um, when the good Lord, you know, suggests that I'm ready for it. So that is the tea, but I didn't want to end the episode without giving our Mantra Monday little word of the day, or I guess it's actually like a little phrase of the day. So for Mantra Monday, this is what we're going with today, guys. I am in the right place at the right time. Everything is unfolding for my highest good. So that's what we're going to end off with today, guys. I appreciate you for listening and tuning in at a later hour than your normal Monday morning episodes. Don't forget, you guys, you can follow the podcast on at off the dome podcast underscore on Instagram. Leave me a comment. Share your favorite part of the episode in the comment section, leave me a review, give me five stars, you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and I will talk to you soon.